What's up, beer drinkers? How y'all doing this week? Man, we have a fun show for you this week. I tell you, uh, because our friends up in Chicago, Illinois, you know, Goose Island Beer Company, owned by AB InBev, they came out with their variance list for their Bourbon County brand stout that comes out every Black Friday, every year. And this year, there are three variants that I want. Well, the, you know, the, the standard, like I always get. But also, there, so I guess there are two variants that I think I can procure. And we shall see uh, the limited quantity that, quantity that comes out. Because, you know, that's pretty much um, what it comes down to is how much is allocated to each area of the United States. So, uh I'm sure all of you know about it um, by now, or most of you anyway. They've seen, you've seen it on uh, Instagram or Twitter or wherever you get your social media from. So it's no, it's no secret. It's been out for a while. And, but you get to hear my thoughts on it. I think that's the most important part. <laughs> also, we have our beer news and our drunken shenanigans. I go over my trip, my latest trip to Arkansas and more specifically, uh, Springfield, Missouri, because that's where I fly into and um, my escapades there. Well, you know, I went out to one uh, brewing company out there, so I talk about that. So anyway, uh, don't forget to follow us on Instagram and on Twitter. Just search Cold Brew Podcast. So without further ado, it's time for another Cold Brew. Got my toes in the water, ass in the sand. Not a worry in the world, a cold beer in my hand. Life is good today. Life is good today. Well, a plane touched down just about three o'clock in the city. Coming at your pre recorder from Cold Brew Studios. I am Greg. He is Sorcerer Chromatic. And we're here to talk about beer. Yes, we are. How you doing this week, man? Oh, not bad. Um, anything, uh, anything happened this week to you? Um, like beer related or just in general? Eh, just in general. Just shooting the shit before we start the show. Uh, well, you know what? Um, me and my wife took our daughters to the beach with some other family and, uh, I had a great time. Oh, that's um, cool. Forget how cool the ocean is, you know, and, um, mm-hmm. seeing, you know, the whole watching it through your child's eyes, you know, um, me and my older daughter, my younger daughter can't can't walk yet for for those of you uh uh long time or newer listeners uh that that um may or may not know so but my older daughter she was uh she was running in the waves and stuff and uh not like crashing into them obviously they would have knocked her over because she is still little yeah but you know letting the water uh letting the water uh sweep by her feet and whatnot and she, she was loving it uh, <laughs> and cool. uh, even though it was cold had a, had a good time had a good time got a little got a little uh little bacon as well so yeah Oh, all right. That's fun. That's cool. Do you, uh, did you saw wear dolphins. Oh, saw, really? Saw dolphins, yeah, from the shore. We saw dolphins, they weren't too far out, and they were, every now and then, they, they would actually jump out, like a little, not like a full-on, like, marine world trick or nothing, but, like, yeah. you know, just to uh, jump out, but they would constantly, you know, come up for air, so that's when we saw them the most. Yeah. Oh, that's cool, man. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen some, um, 
some uh, sea mammals out there. I don't know if they're dolphins or porpoises. Either way, it's still it's still fucking cool to just to watch them breach. Because it's right. a it's a tree. You don't uh, see it too often yeah. in Santa Cruz, yeah. Or I don't know if you're in Santa Cruz. I was just making that guess. Yeah. We're at Carmel. Hmm. Okay. Cool. Ooh, nicer. Um. Yeah. Right. Um. You know though, something I saw and, and like I I don't get like I don't know what what the luck would be like, but you know guys standing on the beach fishing. Oh you know, yeah. Yeah. Casting a line straight out in the water. I I, I don't get that. You know. What I mean? Yeah, um, you know, um, my old friend, uh, Rob Diesel, Rob Jeremy, he, uh, yeah. he's a, he's a beach, uh, fisher. And he was, uh, when we were out there in Monterey, he was telling me he learned how to like read the breaks and read the waves and he could tell where their sandbars and where the, where the, uh, the riptide will, will pull the lure out for you. It was pretty interesting. So the yeah. more you do it, the more you, you get accustomed to it and know where to, to throw the, the line. And it'll take it out there for you and, and get some uh, get some pretty good fish. Uh, you might even be able to bag a shark, you know, like a small little tiger shark or leopard or leopard shark or something like that. Um, maybe some uh, some halibut or sole or whatever is down there. Some of the the bottom dwellers too. He says pretty uh, pretty some pretty good fishing if you know what you're doing. Know know what to look for. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. So it is possible. I just I don't fucking don't ask me. He told me and I, I forgot it almost completely. <laughs> yeah, like, he, he told me and i kept on drinking so yeah that, that's how it works <laughs> right. hey but but he was trying to do the old proverb he was trying to teach a man to fish oh yeah he's trying to feed me for life right <laughs> pretty much all right cool um let's get to the beer then shall we sure so today i have from our good friends up in chicago illinois it's a collab between the Hot Butcher and Half Acre. It is a double New England IPA uh, called IPA Your Way. It has Citra Spectrum, Citra, so Citra Spectrum, Citra, Simcoe, Cashmere, and HBC 586 hops. And it is 7.5% alcohol by volume. And I got this over at the Great Ground Control of Litchfield Park, Arizona. So without further ado, pop off. How do you, uh, what do you got? How you doing? How you doing? What do you got? Well, as, uh, again, going back to many of our uh, uh, long-time listeners, our new listeners, mm-hmm. uh, I am searching for the perfect summer I, uh, IP. The perfect summer <laughs> blogger. Right. Yeah. So, um, I have an offering from our friends. <laughs> Get it? Our friends at Red House Brewing Company. You know. They're friendly. Oh, that was a word. <laughs> that's right. Our they're... friends at Red House. Right. Got his friend. Okay, so this one's not on their website currently. Either that or I don't know how to work their website. Um, yeah, well, it was a limited time, so maybe they, they rotated it off. Here, let me see if I can find it on. Well, I got it on Untapped. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So, uh, great. This is peak of uh, what everyone else thought of. Anyway, um, when we linked up with our new friends at Resident Culture, we knew a classic German pills was in order. 
a mashup of our favorite lager techniques led to a pilsner that we absolutely adore. We started with 100% bark, pills grain, a traditional summer brewing barley variety grown and malted in Germany. We uh, stepped mash, or wait, I'm sorry, we stepped mash into four different temperature ranges, uh, allowing us to run the spectrum on flavors and mouthfeel only achieving this by, only achieved by this process. Mash and wort, acidification utilizing 100% natural sour wort, boiled for a healthy amount of time with German grown tradition hops, providing the backbone of our bitterness. Then we have it through the boil and whirlpool with, is it size or size? Size, I believe. Size, sapphire, and was it Tentninger? Yeah, I think so. Tentninger or Tentninger? I don't know. Basinger? Basinger? Yeah. All right. Go ahead. Sounds good. And without any further ado, Papa. Very nice. So this IPA your way is very good. I mean, anytime you add Citra and Simcoe, it's a they just go hand in hand, man. They go together. Like Shamalama Lama, the ding da da dip da or however that song goes. And adding the cashmere hops, it's very smooth. Um it's uh it's it's like a smooth bitterness. It's got these an herbal like floral like aroma and plus it has the the citric flavors just like um Citra and Simcoe do. So this is a very nice I'm now I'm not familiar with HBC five eighty six, so um I'm guessing it also has another type of uh, like citric flavor too because everything blends together it's a nice little blend of of all the hops it, they did a really good job on this one um i i i don't want to knock it too hard but i mean it just it tastes like a lot of other ipas but this one is a little bit more of a standout than than most of the uh, other ones that that run together so um i like it it's not my favorite but uh it's still way up there it's it probably in the four range maybe 375 um, just for initial rating, uh, but we'll wait and see later on in the show what I rate it. Um, so how's your friendly? I've had it before. I've had the friendly bef- before. Um, I sent it to you. So actually, I brought it, brought it to you. So uh, what do you think? What are your uh, your initial thoughts on this beer? Mm-hmm. It's a very, it's like a, it's a very mature beer. If you guys my drift, uh, <clears throat> tastes very. Uh, European sophisticated beer. Hmm. All right. You know, one of those pilsners like uh, that has that deep flavor, that deep. Uh, I don't know how to describe it. Like but, a bready flavor. Yeah, it, it's got a little. It, what? Like a bready flavor, like bread, like like, like bread. Nah, no, no, it's a not. Biscuit? It's not bready. It's, okay. No, it's not that. It's like it, it's got that like like uh, tanginess to it. Hmm. Okay. You know All right. Mean? Yeah. Jeez, I can't think of a pilsner that's strong like this. Like, almost like if Heineken wasn't skunky. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so did it, does it add like a crispness to it? That little sour tang that you're getting? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, this is nice and cold too. I'm sure if it warms up a little bit, it'll open up a little bit more. Right. Uh but I'm digging it. it it's total. It, I mean, I, I know uh, Red House is in, out there in Arizona. 
Mm-hmm. But um, th- this this style style pilsner, um, very very European. Yeah, it, I mean they add all the you know the German malt and hops and everything and the right. Hops. I mean yeah, they use German ingredients. Therefore, yeah. But what I'm saying is they took those ingredients and did right by. The, I'm digging yeah. it. Oh yeah, and digging. maybe it has to do yeah. with their four-step process or whatever they they were talking about in their write-up. Right. All right. Oh. So we will rate these beers later during our untapped portion of the show. Uh, just so uh, search for us on Untapped Cold Brew Podcast. Friend us, and we'll friend you back. But right now, it's time for the beer news. All right, first story I'd like to bring up is from our good friends at Firestone Walker uh, Brewing Company. Um, Just in time for National IPA Day, they will introduce audiences to a behind-the-scenes peek at the creation of the brand's hypnosis beer. Uh, Without farmers, yeah, without farmers, there are no crops, and without sustainable farming practices, there is no future for farming. Some branches within the food industry are beginning to see the value of ecologically sound food sourcing, and there are a few places where that is more vital than in the potentially waste-heavy realm of beer and alcohol manufacturing. With the need for a sustainable future for the industry overall, at the forefront, Brewer Firestone Walker is celebrating National IPA Day 2022 with a release of Hop Dreams. Eh, get it like Hoop Dreams? Uh, a short film clocking in at nearly six minutes taking consumers through the creation of the brand's hypnosis beer the film goes behind the scenes to take a closer look at the hop harvest journey to yakima valley that culminated in its signature ipa film follows several key firestone walker employees and executives on an annual trip to source hops for the brewery celebrating the hop history of the region and the farmers that make beer possible the focus is on sustainable practices and human connections that can make our make or break a beer company. So you can uh, go onto their website and find a link. I'm sure if you go on, it's probably on YouTube by now um, to find the film, the six minute uh, documentary, which isn't really that long. You're not going to watch it, uh, you know, um, on the toilet. What? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, rather than playing Candy Crush uh, uh, Soda, I could just watch uh, six minutes of Firestone Walker because I uh, we are fans. You and I are fans of Firestone Walker. So that's good. Did you do anything for IPA Day? Uh, I drank in October. Yep, me too. But actually, no, I didn't drink Oktoberfest, but I drank beer. I didn't, you know, to be honest, I, for, I totally forgot about... Um, National IPA Day. I only remember because they see it on Instagram. I was like, oh, yeah, that's today. Whatever. Give me a beer. All right. So from one California brewer to another. um, Talking about Anderson Valley Brewing Company. Uh, If you live outside California or the West Coast, you may not be familiar with the folks at Anderson Valley. And the roads they pay for sustainable beer. Speaking of sustainable Brewing in the last few years, since changing ownership in 2019, AVBC has gone out of its way to become a pioneer in the industry. Reaching the brewery's sustainable goals has not been easy, but with a driven attitude to reduce its carbon footprint, CEO Kevin McGee 
has made the brewery a hotspot for beer lovers and sustainability enthusiasts. <laughs> That's the first time I've ever heard that term, sustainability enthusiast. <laughs> uh, originally opened in, opening in 1987 in the lower level of the Buckhorn Saloon, Anderson Valley has been a major player in the craft beer for a, in craft beer for a while. Since 1996, their growth has been superb, brewing up to 22 beers as of 2022. Hey, that kind of makes sense. And AVBC wouldn't fully wouldn't fully implement sustainability measures without the work of Kevin McGee. An uptick in extreme weather events and changing climate has forced the brewery to reevaluate some of its strategies. Coupled with the California drought, McGee has been leading the way in reducing water and energy consumption in the brewing process. He's dedicated to reusing water from previous brews using 40% solar energy, donating grain for healthier livestock, and reusing recycled cans. They also source wooden barrels from bourbon makers to make aged beers. Well, I mean, that's kind of everyone kind of does that, right? Uh, cutting back on production costs and wood needed to make new barrels. That's kind of just like a little, like a, like a little add-on. <laughs> uh, anyway, like really, I mean. Wouldn't you want uh, a used like whiskey barrel to to make a bourbon aged stuff? I guess not every aged uh, aged beer needs a bourbon barrel, but it does uh, impart a nice flavor. So yeah, I just wanted to give a shout out to our friends over at Anderson Valley. It's been a while since I've had an Anderson Valley. Um, when was the last time you had an Anderson Valley beer? Uh, Anderson Valley. It's been a while. You know what? I, I totally forgot to get their summer solstice this year. I like that one. Oh, okay. What kind of beer is that? The summer beer. Oh, I know. <laughs> Thank you. No, but is it stout? Is it lager? Is it pale ale? Do you remember? Off the top of my head, I know it's an ale. I just don't know the exact style. Oh, okay. That's why I didn't make my list. Gotcha. What's that one they used to have? Uh, the Boont? The Boont yeah, beer? Boont, yeah. That was yeah, a really that was good. Ale. That's the awesome beer. Yeah, that yeah. one's really good. That's the one uh, that they age for uh, six months in wild turkey. But yeah, that's uh, um. Anyway, so Anderson Valley, just give them shots out to Anderson Valley because uh, um, it's been a while since I even had a beer or even seen them in the news. So the fact that they kind of wanted to spotlight their sustainability efforts, it's fucking awesome. So. Out of those of you out in California, you know what I'm talking about. Those of you who could trade for beer, try some of their Anderson Valley ones, man. Those are good, especially their their barrel. Yeah, they beer. also have a. Um, yeah, they're popular. They have a goza line. You know, they have a. I know they have a watermelon that's really popular. Hmm. Okay, I didn't know. Uh, I mean, that makes sense. I mean, everyone kind of went through to that route at some point, so I'm glad theirs is really good. All right, and, and yeah. I'm trying to look up. Because oh, okay. it, it says, um, it says that one, um, oh, their oatmeal flat, uh, their oatmeal stout, the, the Barnley Flats, that's a, that's a popular one. Oh, right. And then, um, the, yeah, they have a, a Fuembra Rosé, um, <laughs> a Briny Melon, a Cherry, a Blood Orange, um, Goza. That's yeah, the one you're talking they're, about, they're right? just their bourbon barrels. Yeah, the, the Briny Melon, is that what you're what? talking about? Yeah. Oh, okay. Then, yeah, it's uh, Anderson Valley Bourbon uh, Barrel Stout. And then uh, they have a Salted Caramel Porter. Oh, yeah, I remember um, that one. But their, uh, 
Their summer solstice is it's just the uh, what's it called? It, it's labeled as summer in a can. No, it's a. Uh, <laughs> it's like a cold. They call it a session beer. Oh, it's a session. Okay, just just a session ale. So <laughs> just a very light ABV beer. About five point Ah, well, for them, it's, that's <laughs> that's pretty sessionable. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, let me see here. Moving on to the next story. This one's a little bit more of a downer. Uh, craft breweries are starting to shut down due to nationwide carbon dioxide shortage. Craft beer, craft breweries, know. yeah, across. Uh, Everyone America. breathe faster. <laughs> yeah, I'm breathing into bottles. Uh, let's see here. Uh, craft breweries across America have been out, have been on the front lines of businesses facing higher material costs because of inflation. Now many are confronting a shortage of a key ingredient, carbon dioxide, the gas that gives beer its crisp, effervescent taste. Uh, you know, not every beer needs to be carbon dioxide. There is, you know, like natural, or like, real. I think they call them real ales. They're naturally carbonated. I mean, so, of course, yeah, you know, there's there's a lot that need the CO2, but not all of them. Maybe just, uh, you know, make a little shift in brewing and just brew those for a while. Uh, but I digress. And one brewer has already said it plans to shut down a key manufacturing plant and lay off workers as a result. Night Shift Brewing, oh, speaking of shift, Night Shift Brewing in Everett, Massachusetts, just outside Boston, cited the CO2 shortage as the reason it is suspending operations at its longtime facility and outsourcing to nearby locations instead. Come October 1st, we won't likely have jobs for many of, his, of this team, the company said in a statement on Instagram. It's a slow-moving crisis that became worse this summer as reports emerged that the carbon dioxide sourced at Jackson Dome in Mississippi, one of the nation's largest gas production hubs, had been contaminated. Even before that, breweries were facing higher costs for raw materials like aluminum and barley as a result of inflation, said Chuck Spipek, a technical brewing projects director at the Brewers Association, the 6,000-member trade group, that represents America's independent brewers. Well, not just that, but also, you know, the the drought, the droughts have also um, not helped or the flooding like uh, like throughout the Midwest or in the mid-Atlantic states. That that don't help. Uh, let's see. And carbon dioxide supplies were already tight because pandemic shutdowns forced many key suppliers offline. A disruption they still have not recovered from, he said. The summer is also a pressure point in the supply of carbon dioxide as key facilities go offline for scheduled maintenance. There's been a spot shortages. There's been spot shortages across the country since the beginning of the pandemic, but the sudden halt of supplies out of Mississippi appears to have exacerbated the situation for some struggling brewers beyond the point of recovery. That sucks, man. Out of all the things, like it's one thing if uh, you know no one comes to your brewery because the beer's not good, but it's another thing if. You just can't get the supplies you need. Now, I'm not saying that all beer, you know, that all brewers can uh, produce beer that doesn't need added CO2, but it is possible. And if they, you know, if, if they run low, you know, they could maybe shift a little bit. I don't know if the exact ingredients they would need to pull that off, but it is possible. That's all I'm saying. It is possible, but it still sucks. Um, but then again, I mean, could it, 
it's not just the the beer manufacturers, but it's also like the the soda manufacturers and the the seltzer manufacturers. You know, all the the uh, um, soft not all the but but a lot of the soft drink uh, producers also have to feel the pinch too, right? I would imagine. But I guess maybe I, I don't know how. Like, yeah, I don't know. Uh, what you call? You know, I, I don't. <laughs> See, I, I don't know. Uh, you don't know the numbers. What? Yeah. Well, uh, and the suppliers are, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Just a whole different type of uh, uh, system they use for for getting their CO two in general. You know. Yeah, I guess, and and also, you know, the, some of those, like say, like I'm just throwing the big company out there, like Coke and Pepsi. They're they're going to be able to recover from this shortage a lot better than you know uh, a home brewer that just opened his own brewery, like you know and in any place you know usa they'd be able to because they're a bigger company they'd be able to absorb the losses a lot easier than than a uh you know a first year brewery so it sucks um i I, but there are nine thousand breweries in the u.s man that that number keeps popping to my head and um if one goes down is it is it really that i mean it sucks for those people involved but you know that's 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 the risk, right? There's there's no reward without a risk, right? No risky, no biscuit. <laughs> I hate to sound you know uh, so cynical about it, but I mean that that's just the way it is. All right, um, you know what? No, time? I, I totally oh, know ahead. what you're saying, and yeah. and and then too, like we're not you know we're not pointing out you know by calling this out. We're just sharing the news. I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as, as beer fans and enthusiasts, we we want you know, we want all these companies to be successful. Guarded if they're doing things the right way, and um, you know, gr- granted, it, it's not in our neck of the woods. However, you know, we uh, we're considerate of the beer enthusiasts enthusiasts in in those cities and and want them to have those options. You know, yeah, because the the, the more the merrier. Then it, there's better competition. You know, if the the more um, options you have. Pretty much. All right. Well, uh, that's all I have for the beer news. So you know what that means? I think so. It's time for everyone's favorite segment on cold brew because it's my favorite segment. It's time for the cold brew list. As we proceed to give you what you need. Let me ask you this. Hmm. What's your favorite Black Friday bourbon barrel each release? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the only one I can think of is uh, Bourbon County Brand Stop. Oh, you sell it. No. <laughs> Kidding. Yes. It still makes big, it's, uh, yeah. it's a big deal in the beer industry, in the craft beer industry. Oh, no. it, it still is. It still is. Uh, what I want to say is, uh, what'd you call it? The variance. That's where it's at. Right. right yeah it's like every year like what what's going to come out what's the variance going to be this year well those uh beer makers over at uh bourbon AB? county oh yeah goose island i was gonna say abm Bev, but located in chicago il <laughs> shy town my town. Yes. 
Chicago, Illinois. I wonder how far they are from Oblak. Anyway, <laughs> they have announced their lineup for 2022, and let's see. Um, the regular variant or the regular style of uh, Goose Island Bourbon County Stout. Mm-hmm. It's uh, our Imperial Stout is aged in a blend from freshly empty bourbon barrels from Heaven Hill, Four Roses, Wild Turkey, and Buffalo Trace Distilleries. Mm. Expect flavors of vanilla, dark chocolate, toffee, molasses, and dried fruit. Yep, just like every year. That's pretty much the the standard every year. Yeah, I mean, this year, or the last few years, they've been a little bit more open with uh, the barrels in the companies that are using. However, I just read that that this is a blend. However, they might, like they did a couple years ago, have specific edition bottles, like with the, if you see a certain serial number, oh, it might be specifically from. That's right, you know. huh? I remember you saying that. Yeah. All right. Next up, and. I'm excited about this. You're probably excited about this. Uh, this year, the return of a coffee variant. Yes. Yes, I yeah. am. Very yes. excited. Juan, Juan Valdez was called in to brew this one. <laughs> no, he wasn't. Really? With this burro? I <laughs> the, the donkey was shot in the streets of Chicago. Oh, fuck. <laughs> They they probably hired him to replace uh, who's that guy who missed the that kick the double doink. <laughs> oh, Cody Parker. Yeah, there you go. Uh, um, you know what's funny? They should have they should have made that a, a yearly challenge. That would have been legit. Yeah, because no one would have made it. Yeah. No one yeah, it, made it. I mean, the, the thing is, too, they need to do it like on the first snowy day. You know. Mm-hmm. What I mean? Yeah, they can't do it in September. But of course, when it's nice. Yeah, right. That's a, that's asking a lot, though. You know, to like to have a, a field goal on hand. Yeah, <laughs> that's <goal> true. <laughs> and you know, and so, eventually, eventually they'll find a ringer to to come in and make it. Right. And the local high school boys at the thing ID. <laughs> Still fun idea though. All right, so what what kind of coffee is going to be in the coffee stout? Did they say? Is it that intelligentsia? Um. Because uh, I remember. Oh, yeah. There it is. Okay. I remember what you said when, when, coffee. when you and the engineer went to Chicago. You said that it was like, didn't they? Weren't they like next door or close by or something? Or they were offering their coffee uh, at the brewery? Oh, dude, I don't remember. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. You were too drunk to remember. Um, yeah, but actually, too, they rely on, they say, Burundi for some of the cleanest, sweetest coffees in the world. Oh, that's the, 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 the fields they get it from, maybe? Possibly. Okay. Or the supplier. Mm-hmm. The guy who drives the truck. <laughs> well, no, the, um, I think Intelligentsia is the one who, who roasts it. They probably buy the bean from oh, okay. Burundi. Down that complaint. <laughs> Either way, I'm looking for that one. All right, probably the same barrels then. Just they just add coffee to it. Uh, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm. I, I hope there's enough because I remember that one year there wasn't a lot, and because of all the sourness. Remember the the one they had a bad patch. That was kind of like the last big year they made it because the next year they only had like a few a few cases of it. Kind of sucked. 
Right. Then it went away. All right. What's next? What's the next variant? Goose Island, Bourbon County, Biscotti. Ooh, Biscotti, like the, the Italian cookie? Uh, yeah. Nice. You get the coffee and the biscotti and mix it together, dude. That's the way to go. There you go. <laughs> All right. Here's one. Goose Island Bourbon County, Sir Isaac. Stout. What the hell does that mean? Um, I'm thinking Sir Isaac Newton. So it's Apley? No, because you'd be surprised. It's figs. Figs, huh? Hmm. Yeah. But hold on. Let me read the story. For years, brewers at Goose Islands have brainstormed ways to, to incorporate figs in bourbon county style, but faced the daunting task due to their subtle flavor. Mm. After fresh thinking from members of the Goose Island e-commerce team, Melissa Aleges and Ryan Ubana crafted a recipe inspired by Melissa's childhood memories of stealing fig cookies out of her grandma's cookie jar during her summers on Lake Michigan. And thus the fig cookie and graham cracker inspired Sir Isaac Stout was created. Oh, uh, okay. So they do use fig newt. Yeah. You know, I'm not but a they big... use, Yeah, they use 10... Go ahead. 10,000 pounds of, of black mission fig. Oh, wow. That's a Well, yeah, they have to make a lot. Um, I'm not a big fan of the fig noons. How about you? Do you like fig noons? I haven't had them in years. Yeah. I, I remember the last time I don't I think I ever asked. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think, ever think I asked our mom to buy fig noons. <laughs> I remember buying the... I remember, like, the apple ones. Oh, yeah. Those are the good. The apple ones are pretty good. Yep. Stra- I think strawberry newtons are good, too. I remember right. Yeah. Um. Didn't our grandmother used to have a fig tree in the backyard, right next to the chicken coop? I think so. And I remember, I remember actually eating the fig from the from the tree. You know, you peel that. It's kind of weird. You had to peel that that skin off or the thick layer, whatever, the peel off. And I remember liking the fig straight from the tree. But fig, the fig Newton, nah, I'm I'm out on those. I wonder if they're good for your digestion. You know, like uh, like prunes are. Possibly. But anyway, I'm not, I'm not looking for uh, forward to the Sir Isaac, but I do like the name though. Right. Moving on, Goose Island Bourbon County Proprietor Stout. Oh yeah, the prop. That's the one that everyone likes to trade for online. Right. It combines banana, coconut, lime, an ingredient from the Bourbon County Stout, and a new ingredient from the Bourbon County Stout family. Right now. Wow, is that like some kind of cocktail or something? Yeah, it's like cocktail inspired or like dessert inspired. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, next one is uh, the Bourbon County Two Year Barley Wine Reserve. Ooh, oh, fucking sign me up for that one, please. Let's see, then the 30th anniversary reserve stout. Okay. They use Jim Beam small batch barrels is what I'm getting from this. Oh, okay. Are you a fan of Jim Beam? Like the small batch stuff? I know you, you, the, the regular Jim Beams, eh, it's all right. So this seems like a good old boy drink. Uh, long story short, no. Okay. But like Jim Beam distillery and, and like their off shoot brands are pretty good. I'll take your word for it. No, because, you know, they're like a conglomerate too. 
kind of like mm-hmm. a, the whiskey business, if you will. Right. Yeah. No, I get it. Yeah, because they've been around for a long time. They're one of the big names. Them and Jack Daniels, right? Yeah. But what I want to say, the one I do like from Jim Beam. Well, that's the thing. Like, I think the the parent companies like Beam Centauri, but the 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 main company. Yeah. Um, Is it like a merger between a Jim Beam of, and of, someone else? Yeah. Right. Um. Oh yeah, they do. Ba- uh. What do they do? Oh, they do Basil Hayden. That one I was talking about the other day. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the one we were because I was asking you about the because the the barrels. Though, yeah, we were talking about the Basil Hayden. That's right. Yeah, they and then they they also do like Old Crow. <laughs> I don't know why, but that always reminds me of Beavis and Butthead, Old Crow. Uh, and so, so there the, you have it. Be on the lookout. Happy hunting. Which ones are you looking forward to? Uh, coffee yeah yeah me too the regular so i could keep my vertical going um the coffee for obvious reasons because i love coffee stouts and then the the two the two-year barley wine i think those are the three um i'm hunting for this year if i get any other ones cool or if i try any other ones awesome but yeah those are the three that i that i want like to actually get and purchase for myself So how's your beer treating you, man? Good. Gone. <laughs> Damn, that was quick. That was a 16-ounce can, too. All right, we are going to we are going to rate our beers right now on Untapped. So here, let me see. I remember yours because it's from our good friends up at Rent House Brewing in Phoenix, Arizona. The Edgar Friendly. Remember that one? Yeah. Remember Edgar Friendly, the uh, what's the name? Dennis Leary's character in Demolition Man. Is that his name? Oh yep. yeah, yeah. Yes, it was. All right, here we go. Friendly German Pilsner. What would you like? None of our friends have rated it. Um, two hundred twenty, two hundred ninety-two check-ins, and that's uh, yeah, it's a, co- a collab between Rent House um, in Phoenix and Resident Culture Brewing in Charlotte, North Carolina. What would you like to rate this beer at? Oh, dude, dude, for a Pilsner, I had to give this one a four, man. This is pretty legit stuff here. <laughs> it is really good, and it has an average rating right now of 4.0, so you're right there, right on the money, honey. What uh, oh, notes dude. would you like to leave? Uh, well, Chris? Okay. Multi? Multi, yeah. In European <laughs> and... Okay, I thought you were gonna use your the one you used before, Germany. <laughs> uh, Germany. Europe, but I like this one better. European, and I'm gonna put a hyphen in it. Ask. Beautiful. And save and check in. Now, mine's IPA your way. I do really like this one. I, I like it a lot. Um, unfortunately, it's suffering from the uh, the amalgamation that is. New England style IPAs these days they, they all kind of blend together it's really good but it's nothing like remarkable like oh this is the one you gotta try but that's just my palate maybe there's some out there who like yo this is the bomb I'll give it a 5.0 I'm gonna give this one a 375 because I like it it's really good but it's I mean 
it's uh, it took a hit because of that amalgamation um, that I just mentioned. So um, IPA, your Pinche Way. There it is. It has an overall rating of 4.12. One of our friends have checked in on it but did not rate it. That would be uh, my good buddy Eddie Gomez. He had it over at Trevor's. Um, check in. 375. And I'm going to say it is uh, smooth because it is really smooth, um, sweet, and citric. Now, all right. A couple of things I wanted to bring up. Uh, I did. Uh, we have received invitations to the two latest beer festivals here in the Valley of the Sun. That would be the uh, the one that just... Yeah. We received two death threats this week. <laughs> <laughs> two death threats and two invitations. One of them is oh, yeah. real wild and witty. <laughs> yeah. Same handwriting. Wait, wait a minute. Head on a swivel. Yeah, that's right. Always, always. No, we, we, we got uh, invitations to uh, Real Wild and Woody, which just happened, which is one of my favorite brewery, uh, beer festivals here in the Valley. But, you know, with all the traveling and stuff, it would, I just got back and, you know, I don't spend a lot of time with my daughter now because of all the traveling. So I, I opted to stay with my daughter this weekend instead of going to a beer festival. How, uh, oh, nice. how, how mature is that? <laughs> but it was really, yeah. it wasn't like, it, it wasn't a hard decision at all. And then we also got invited to... I say we because, you know, the show gets invited. Now, I'm here and you're there. However, if you were here, I could bring you. Like, we, we could go easily. Both and, of us could get free passes. Yeah. And, of course, all our listeners, the third member of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that was a signal for everyone to turn on the house lights to let everyone know that they're the third member of Cold Brew. <laughs> oh, shit. We made your glass. Raise a glass. <laughs> Raise a glass, that's right. Now, the other one is uh, actually coming up. Uh, it comes out on the Saturday after the show drops. It's the uh, Sour and Sweet Festival. Um, that's all happening over, I believe. I want to say that's in... I'm going to get this totally wrong. I think it's Scottsdale or, or Chandler, Gilbert. It's at Fate Brewing um, out there in the East Valley. This last one, the Real Wild and Woody, was out there at Bell Bank, Bell Bank Park. And that's in Mesa as well. It was indoors, thankfully, because it's August here in the Valley of the Sun, which gets up to, you know, triple digits. Plus, you know, you never know if it's going to there's going to be a thunderstorm or not or a haboob. So it's indoors. And from what I saw from my friends at the uh, that did go, um, it, it looked like a blast like it always is. So I hope everyone got home safe. And um, I'm not going to go again to the sour and sweet because it's actually my daughter's birthday party her birthday's on on a monday but the party's on a saturday so again fucking no-brainer <laughs> right it's like uh sorry sorry me i'm gonna um i hope you have fun with your friends i'm gonna go to a beer festival and get drunk there you go yeah that's not gonna go for too long <laughs> when she's talking to her therapist in like 10 12 years yeah that's gonna be something to bring up <laughs> but again it it's it wasn't a hard decision so but I do want to give a shout out for those of you who are going. Um, be safe. Uh, designated driver. Get Uber. Um, whatever you got to do 
to get uh, to get there, have fun, um, no fights, and uh, get home safely and be able to enjoy the next beer festival that the Valley has to offer, which I'm not sure what it's going to be. Um, I know a um, friend of the show, a friend of mine, Joe Lopez, He's he and his uh, buddy Long are thinking of uh, doing a uh, a winter beer festival. So we'll, we'll see. Uh, I don't know. He He's he's talking about it. He's throwing stuff around, but um not sure. He hasn't announced anything yet, so I I don't know of anything. You know, I, I'm not um, privy to that information. He'll let me know when it happens, and I'll talk about it on the show. And hopefully he'll invite me to have a booth, just like uh, last time at the Copper State Beer Festival in, in January. In fact, you know, remember that was the, the festival I slammed my finger in a car door it's almost healed man it's like just a little nib left in my nail that reminds me that i slammed my finger in a car door <laughs> but it's almost 100 uh, percent anyway and shout out to to missouri because uh the last or springfield missouri specifically man they got some great breweries and some good eateries out there this last time i went out there um on the way Went out to Arkansas for work. Uh, the beer was okay, you know, that we can get at a liquor store. So I got some local beer. But the uh, I stopped at uh, um, on at Spring in Springfield. We we stay there the night uh, before we fly back because that's where the the biggest airport is around. And we went to this place called Tie and Timber. Really good beers, awesome beers. It's like tons of like choices. Like they got IPAs, of course, and um, they have. Uh, saisons and and sours and kolsches and pilsners and belgian wits and everything their belgian wit was called moon me i thought that was kind of funny and across the street they had this place called taco time or team taco excuse me so check this out we get there me and my coworkers. we get to team taco it was, it was i i chose it again i've been choosing like the eateries and the and the breweries and uh so far they've hit um but, but we get to the this place team taco and it's right across from tie and timber it's perfect we, we park in the tie and timber parking lot walk across the street get some tacos and then bring it back over right and i get up to the window and he opens the window he's all hey what's up dude what was your name again i forgot and i'm thinking this guy like i never told you my name i go greg he's like, oh that's right man hey thanks for coming in like what can i get for you <laughs> that's just the way he is man that was like his uh his salesmanship and i loved it dude i felt welcome immediately <laughs> like it delighted me because i oh. knew what he was doing <laughs> so that, that that was cool but but man they're fucking their pork belly tacos oh fuck holy shit dude they were fucking awesome they were bomb they were super small though they were like maybe you know the corn tortilla is pretty small as far as you know like tortillas go if you compare them to like a a soft taco flour tortilla or even a mission of course a mission style burrito tortilla right but these are like three quarter size of like the mission um mission brand um corn tortillas so they were super small but man those fucking pork bellies are awesome oh anyway so i just wanted to to give them a shout out to team taco and tie and timber um i know i i came i i couldn't decide between tie and timber or, or white river brewing so i i shot a quick text to you and you uh you chose tie and timber so i appreciate that thank you for choosing that because uh they they brew some they brew some great beers out there, man. Very good. Awesome. All right, man. Anything Glad else? You, yeah. Anything else you'd like to add to this episode? Did you catch the the Hall of Fame game? No, I did not. Um, how was it? Nick Mullins is back. <laughs> no, uh, I mean, uh, yeah. 
No, I mean, he, he played quite a bit in, like, you know, he's going to start in the NFL before, so, like, the the defense he was going up against, I mean, really, I mean, uh, you know, he, 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 he did well. He looked good against them, which he would figure uh, his career and, and uh, what, what the game was. But, right. yeah, this, uh, this neutral site extra uh, preseason game for um, – for two, oh, only two teams get get the extra game. Right. Um, they, uh, you know, I think that's one of the reasons why they had a uh, uh, Mullins on the team, just kind of to get those reps for that game. And I, I, honestly, I don't think he's going to make the Raiders. Just to be honest, not that he's not good enough. Just uh, I think they're going in a different direction anyway. So. Oh, okay. Maybe they were. They were they just were... like a, he, he's. Yeah. He's a camp arm. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I think maybe they were just shopping. injury. Yeah, they're shopping him out yeah. there for potential trade trade bait, maybe. Uh, I don't know about that. Okay, because the other backup is uh, he has uh, ties to Josh McDaniels and uh, mm. you know his system. So hey, you know who knows? Who even knows? though what, what even if he though wins got game and yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, nothing's certain in the NFL for sure. Yeah, but uh, as far as you know, Mullen's got game, however. Probably doesn't know the, the terminology and in, in, uh and in system which, like uh yeah uh, although you know um you know everyone's system is to get the ball down the field you know <laughs> that's true <laughs> yeah oh man no yes yeah, no I, I didn't see it but i saw it was it was on uh the my youtube tv actually recorded it for me so i could watch it at any time Look at you, big time. <laughs> I didn't even ask you to, but it knows it knows me. I watch fucking Red Zone every fucking weekend, so it knows I like football. So it records shit for me. It records football for me. But uh, there you go. Oh, before we uh, sign off, um, I didn't forget uh, about the Garbage Pail Kids. I just thought I'd give our listeners one week, one more week to to think of a. Uh, um, favorites yeah their favorites and then so next week we'll talk because I, I i i right now i only have three right now i really only have three that i for sure that i really fucking love and i actually have uh pictures of them <laughs> they're so great well you know one of them right because it's my name and it was in season, series one greaser so. greg. that's right greaser greg that's my number one so a spoiler alert well not spoiler alert but i mean that's the that'll be my my number one it's top of my list i used sneak to peek. have it oh yeah sneak peek there you go so next week, next week we'll we'll that'll be our uh, part of our shenanigans, our top, just maybe not top five, but five of them ones we like that we remember. So, thank you for downloading yet again another cold brew podcast. I am Greg. He is Sorcerer Chromatic, and we like to wish you cheers. Until next time.